welcome to Kicking a Java Style with Cassie. Well, I completely missed Word Wednesday. I was sick that morning and called into work and I just didn't get it done. So I am just going to go over a few things today that I was reading in my daily reading and just kind of update you on what's going on in my life and where I'm growing and what all is going on. So I'm doing the One Year Bible, and you can actually find that on your Version app. And you can buy it, you know, leather or paperback. There's several ways to um, find that Bible and read through it. It's pretty amazing what God can show you each day as you're going through, you know, the Word and um, just kind of staying on a routine. And so I've been getting up every morning. Oh, I can't say every morning because the mornings I don't have to clean the bank. I get up little bit later, but for the most part, I've been trying to retrain myself to get up and have a routine, and I've been trying to do like six o'clock in the morning and, uh, you know, get up, go to work, listen to the word as it's it's on uh, like an autoplay, and then I've been listening to a couple of different people, Gary Cassie, Andrew Womack, um, you know, different things, just kind of just trying to renew my thought process. Um, for me, I let a lot of things take a stronghold in my life, and a lot of it has to do with rejection. Uh, I I don't deal well with people being in my life and then out of my life, and so I guess I got a stronghold built up of just a lot of walls that I had thought I had gotten down in my life where I somehow, through losing a friend, just brought it all back up, and kind of just got in my own deal where I was not being faithful to, you know, feed myself with good things. I was constantly just surrounding myself with um, those that gossip, those that are angry and bitter and, and, you know, that's, that's not what I want to do. And so I have, I have family that's super close to me that I spend time with and I love them and I'm going to continue to spend time with my family and some of my closest friends. But there's some other people that I've just kind of had to pull back because it was draining me. And so I've taken this time and got into a routine and still trying to work on that and do a little bit better about making sure that I don't allow the negativity and the strongholds to stay in my life. So I'm just going to go over a few scriptures that I that I read today that really stood out to me and why they stood out to me. Uh, let me pull this up here. It's been, it was a lot this morning. Okay. So the reading today was in Deuteronomy chapter five. And this one is verse two through five says, God, our God made a covenant with us at Horeb. God didn't just make this covenant with our parents. He made it also with us, with all of us who are alive right now. God spoke to you personally out of the fire on the mountain. At the time I stood between God and you to tell you what God said, you were afraid, remember, of the fire and wouldn't climb to the mountain, he said. Okay, so the main thing I got out of this is that God didn't just make his covenant with our parents, that he made it with us and for our um, children. So for me... As I've walked through things, and then I watch my children watch walk through things, it's funny how when it was me going through it, 
um, it's no big deal. But then you watch your children go through it where they're questioning or they're growing in their faith. And it, it kind of sent me into a panic. And then I had to realize God, the promises he's given me are also for my children and they're going to be okay. God has my kids. And so I just took a deep breath, which is what God's been trying to tell me all year long. Just breathe. Take a deep breath and chill out. And so the next one was chapter 5, verse 8 through 10 says, no carved gods of any size, shape, or form, or anything, whatever, whether of things that swim or fly or walk, don't bow down to them and don't serve them because I am God, your God. I am a most jealous God, and I hold parents responsible for any sins they pass on to their children to the third and, yes, even to the fourth generation. But I'm lovingly loyal to the thousands who love me and keep my commandments. Okay, a few things. For It's real easy to put materialistic things is a God, um, relationships is a God in our life, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, TV, um, even, even things that we're trying to do that are good things that we obsess about. And so that's one of the things I got is don't put anything else before my love for God. Instead of me getting up and turning on the negative news and, and trying to figure out what to do and what kind of, what I need to do with my money and and all that stuff, get up and just give it to God and say, there is not absolutely anything I can do right now. The economy is not something I can control. I can give it to God. I'm going to worship him. I'm not going to, if I'm spending all my time and thoughts on my bank account or what's going on in the world, I'm basically worshiping that. Now, the other part is about the passing down sins to their children. And I can look and see some of the things that, you know, my children have walked through that I absolutely passed down to them. And so it made me realize I need a repentant heart for the things that, you know, I passed down. And then I need to trust God to break that thing, those things off of them, whether it be, um, you know, insecurities or uh, doubt or anything that I might have planted into their life. And so I've, I've asked my God to forgive me. And I know that God's got my kids and they're, they're going to be all right. All right. So we're going to move up to uh, Deuteronomy 5, 16 says, respect your father, and mother, God, respect your father and mother. God, your God commands it. You'll have a long life. The land that God is giving you will treat you well. Okay. So in a generation or a I don't know what you call it, the world we're in, there is a lot of teaching about, well, if your parents weren't basically perfect parents, they're toxic, just cut them off. Now, listen, I absolutely believe there are times in our life that there are things that are toxic that we absolutely have to protect ourselves and we have to walk away from it. But I believe that that penal, Pendleton, Pendleton, whatever I'm trying to say, I believe it has swung way over to the other side. And I think that even if we can't have a relationship with our parents for whatever the abuse or situation is, that we can respect them with the word of God by speaking over them, speaking God's word, that they will be set free. I think that we can not talk ugly about them. And I'm talking to myself because I grew up venting everything. I've always been a talker and talked too much and vented everything. Um, I think that we can realize that our parents are just as broken people as we are and that we can pray and love them. And yes, sometimes there are situations where you have to protect yourself and not be around them. So that was kind of on my mind of something I got out of there. Deuteronomy 520 says, no lies about your neighbor. 
Now, let me tell you, I live in a little small town. And last year, I allowed my guard down. And I got to where I was around a lot of gossiping about your neighbors and about people in the community. I was a victim of it. I participated in listening to it. I participated in repeating it. And it is a stronghold that will get in your life and it needs to be broken off because we're not to be gossiping and telling lies and spreading things about one another. Uh, Deuteronomy 5.21 says, No coveting your neighbor's wife and no lusting for his house, field servant, maid, ox, or donkey, either nothing that belongs to your neighbor. Now, it is very easy to look, especially with social media and Instagram and TikTok and everybody's got this and they've got that and look how pretty their backyard chicken coop is and oh I wish I had that boat and I wish I had that husband and it's very easy to get over into that if that's what we're focusing on and so that one really stood out to me because especially being single it's easy for me to covet not necessarily that actual husband but wanting a husband like somebody else has so I have to I have to really focus on making sure my mind is not going that direction. I got a lot out of today's reading. So, all right. Deuteronomy 5, 32 through 33 says, Be careful to act exactly as God commands you. Don't veer off to the right or the left. Walk straight down the road God commands that you'll have a good life and a long, live a long time in the land that you're about to possess. Now, this is talking about the promises of God, Okay. This, they were actually walking into a physical land that God had promised them. But this can go for promises for, you know, the future that God has for us. To plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Um, things that he has shown us in our life. And for me, I have swung one extreme to the other. And I'm watching that happen in someone close to my life right now. And we have to stay down the straight, narrow path. Now... That does not mean we're ever going to be perfect because only Christ is perfect. Um, but it does mean that our hearts have to be centered on him. And everything else will line up. God will show you what is and is not sin in your life. God will show you the way to go, the way to turn. Um, and for me, I know I say um a lot. Sorry, guys. For me... I don't think that we should be depending upon a church or man to tell us what is sin and what is not sin. I think that when we have a personal relationship with God, he will convict us. He will guide us through the word and through the rhema word, which is him speaking to our hearts, speaking to our minds. And so I believe that this is very good right here to, to remind me, hey, if I'm listening to God, it's all going to be okay. I'll be on the right road. I'll be in the middle of the road where I need to be. Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, love God, your God, love God, your God with your whole heart. Love him with all that is in you. Love him with all of you, all that you've got. This is message version. I love this. Am I loving him with my finances? Am I loving him with my words? Am I loving him with my actions? Am I loving him with my, my career? Am I loving him with my dreams? Am I making it about him and his love? And so that one really stood out to me. Deuteronomy is just awesome. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 12 says, When your God, when God your God, I don't know why I have a hard time saying that. When God your God ushers you into the land he promised through your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you your, you're going to walk into large, 
bustling cities you did not build, well-furnished houses you did not buy, come upon wells you did not dig, vineyards and olive orchards you did not plant, when you take it all in and settle down, pleased and content, make sure you don't forget how you got there. God brought you out of slavery in Egypt. Now, for me, this says a whole lot of things. Instead of me trying to strive to like all the time hustle and bustle and make the dream happen and make the promises happen. If I will trust God, the God of my Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac, the God of my parents, the God of my grandparents, the God of those people that went before me, I'm going to be all right. He's going to take care of me. I don't have to strive and build and, 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 hustle all the time if I trust God. That doesn't mean I can't, I cannot be lazy. I have to work. I have to stand on his word and I have to walk forward in that. And so I think it's very important that we don't forget where God brought us out of and where he's taken us and that he is the one that's done this. Okay. So over into Luke seven thirty five says, nevertheless, the wisdom of God will be proven true by the expressions of godliness in everyone who follows me. If we're not showing signs of wisdom, if we're not walking in wisdom, if we're just out there doing stupid, silly things all the time, which I have done multiple times, then it, it just shows that, you know, the, the, the godliness that's in us. It shows our level of where we're at in the word, where we're at in our devotion to God, where we're at in our relationship with God. And I have been really dumb a lot of times. So I don't want to be dumb. I want to walk in wisdom in every area of my life. Uh, Proverbs 11.30, but a life lived loving God bears lasting fruit for the one who is truly wise, there's that wisdom again, wins souls, lasting fruit. And I look at my fruit and I think, where, where was my fruit? Where has my fruit been? Because it's not, it's been nasty, rotten fruit for a little while. And so this is why I'm trying to get back into filling myself up with the things that, you know, I have a personal relationship with God, making it personal and you know what? I, God has put people in my life that I get to love on. They love me and I get to be around my family and, you know, some of my friends and, and pe new people. And I get to be around these people. And that's what I want to focus on. Who's right here before me today? Who has God placed in my life? I absolutely love my future sister-in-law. I get to be with her three or four times a week. And it's a new relationship that I've been able to develop over the last year. I've developed a relationship with my brother over the last year that I didn't have. Um, and, you know, God's in those things. So I don't need to worry about trying to find a boyfriend, trying to, you know, oh my goodness, I'm going to die old and alone. Who cares? I mean, I'm not ever going to be alone. So I'm trying to change my focus of not thinking there's something wrong with me all the time because I'm not married and realize I like my life. I, I actually do like my life. But if I start that stronghold in my mind that I'm lacking because I don't have a husband, I'm lacking because I couldn't make my marriages work, then it sets a mindset of allowing the next thought to come in of, well, I need to hang out with this person and put up with this relationship because I need somebody. And then that creates another stronghold and it just goes on and on. So this is why I'm getting into the word to remind me that I do not have to live less than what God's called me to live in. Okay, so I caught y'all up from Word Wednesday to uh, Super Sunday field words, lots of words. And you guys may not listen to this on a Sunday. Who knows when you'll listen to it? You guys, 
please go over to my website, dreamcatcher320.com. Check it out. Lots of blogs, lots of videos, lots of fun stuff. There's also the flyer for the ladies' conference at the end of April. Uh, click on there if you guys want to come to Texas and join the ladies' conference. And we will see you next week. God bless. Take care.